So yesterday we were trying to figure out the um, Torah's connecting the children of Yishmael with the children of Yitzchak. Seems very different. Yishmael's children are all wicked. And the Torah says, and besides the children of Yishmael, let me tell you about someone else who has children too, and these are the children of Yitzchak. What's the connection? So we answered this, in this on, bo- on two levels. We answered this on a simple level, and we answered this on a deeper level. The simple answer is, is that God made two promises to Avram. He promised him that he was going to uh, listen to Avram about his request that Yishmael should multiply and live, and that's how the Torah concludes the previous Torah portion. And God made another promise to Avram, that is that Yitzchak will be his main offspring, and that's what the Torah continues in this week's Torah portion and says, this is how the promise to Avram is fulfilled, um, the promise he made to Avram about Yitzchak. So it's, they're both, both are connected to the uh, words of the promise of Hashem to Avram. That's a simple answer. And the deeper answer is, is that Yaakov and Esav are two parts of the puzzle. Esav needs to be elevated through Yaakov. That's why Rashi phrases it, Yaakov and Esav are discussed in the Torah, discussed in the Parsha. The discussion isn't about Esav per se, intrinsically. Rather, we're talking about Esav as he interacts with Yaakov. We're talking about how, how Yaakov elevates Esav. So the conclusion of the previous Torah portion is about Yishmael's children and their elevation, and their, how they are purified. and they. Yes. 32. And, uh, and, and this Torah portion talks about the purification of Esau and how Esau is elevated through Yaakov. So that's how these, these two Torah portions are, are connected, and that's why um, Rashi prefers the, the translation of the word toldos to mean children instead of events or the uh, chronology, the uh, the story, the biography of Isaac. This is the story of Isaac. Rather, rather Rashi says this is this is the, these are the offspring of Isaac. We're talking about the children of Yitzchak, the children of Yishmael, and how they're elevated through the efforts of of Yaakov. Let's continue now on on page uh, thirty-two, line number twelve. <speaking in Hebrew> Even though we are translating the word toldos to mean the children of Yitzchak, but this is also, the children, Yitzchak having children is also part of the events of Yitzchak's life. So although um, the words toldos Yitzchak refer both to Yitzhak's children and to Yitzhak's life, Yitzhak's biography, nevertheless, the, the, the letter Vav that connects this Torah portion to the previous one, the connecting thing, is only vis-a-vis the children of Yitzhak and the children of Yishmael. It's not connecting the events of Yitzhak's life to the previous Torah portion. The letter Vav is only about the offspring of Yitzhak not about the events of Yitzhak's life. We're not connecting the events of Yitzhak's life in this Torah portion to the ones in the previous Torah portion. Because the events that are discussed in this week's Torah portion are the main perfection, thank you very much, 
of Yitzhak's life. And they are way beyond what every Yitzhak accomplished in the previous Torah portions. It's fascinating. I say fascinating, Chaim Peretz comes. Good morning, Chaim Peretz. When you think of Yitzchak, right, Chaim Peretz? Yes. What, what's, 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 you think of the highlights of his life. Who is Yitzchak? You think right away about the Akedah, about his sacrifice, about he gave him giving of his life. And the Rebbe says the exact opposite. He says that Yitzchak giving his life, that's, that's insignificant in compared to Yitzchak impacting the world. Yitzchak being ready to die for the sake of Hashem, or as we learned earlier this week, how Yitzchak enters Gan Eden alive, that's nothing. Yitzchak's main role in the world is to impact and elevate the world, because Hashem's goal is to have a home in this physical world. And therefore, Yitzchak's main accomplishment is in this Torah portion, not in the previous one, not in the one before, where Yitzchak is offered on the, on the altar. No, the goal is, and that's why, according to the Medrash, um, the Medrash says this Torah portion told us is about the life of Yitzchak. The events of Yitzchak's life in this week's Torah portion have nothing to do with the events of Yitzchak's life in the previous Torah portion. Because the previous Torah portions are not talking about his, his perfection, they're talking about just preparations for, what he, what, for his main life story. His main life story is his impact on the world. His personal perfection is negligible in comparison to his impact in the world. So the letter Vav, in this, the beginning of this Torah portion, that connects this Torah portion to the one before, that letter of Vav can only be translated if you say, we can only connect this Torah portion to the one before if we say that we're talking about Yitzhak's children. Yitzhak's children um, have relevance to Yishmael's children because we're talking not only about Yitzhak's children but about Yitzhak's impact through Yaakov elevating Esau. That has a relationship to the impact of elevating the children of Yishmael, elevating the world. That, that's in the same con- that's the same subject. However, if we were to talk about Toldos, meaning events of his life, the events of Yitzhak's life in the previous Torah portions have not, are negligible compared to this one. So, Ve'el Apostle, sorry, Shreinim. This week's Torah portion is a whole new subject. It has nothing to do with the subject, the, the subject of the Torah portion before, vis-a-vis Yitzhak's biography. Yitzhak's children, yes, if we're talking about his children and how, how his children were, um, how Yaakov elevates Esau, how, how Yaakov elevates the world, Yaakov purifies the world, yeah, that's, that's something that is connected to the children of Yishmael. That, that, that's something which, which this Torah portion has in common with one before. Let me say in English what I say. What I want to say in English is that Yitzchak's life begins in this week's Torah portion. Even though he did a lot of amazing things before, it sounds similar to the Rebbe says about Avram's life. That just like we only know about um, Av- we know a lot about Avram's life, but the Torah only tells us about Avram's being instructed by Hashem at the age of 75 to leave his father's, father's home. Why? Why is that the, the first thing we hear about Avram's life? Because we learned about that because uh, the unique thing about Avram is that Hashem speaks to him. It's about God speaking to him, not his own personal recognition of Hashem. In a similar way, the Rebbe says about Yitzchak, what's Yitzchak's main accomplishment in the world? What's Yitzchak's main, 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 main his, isn't it his, it's not his personal sacrifice, it's what he accomplished, what he did. Um, this reminds me, I, I'm probably going to misquote it, but I want to share it anyway, so hopefully I'm not misquoting too much, too badly. We're going to learn a couple of weeks about um, Ruvain and uh, Yehuda and how they both had a different role 
in regards to Yosef being thrown in the pit. And now Yaakov criticizes Yehuda, sorry, he criticizes Reuven and he, and he praises Yehuda. What happened was is that Reuven goes to his brothers to the pit and he's thinking, well, um, I, I am, he, he, I'll, I'll save him later, I'll save him later. I'm going to go in there and at least I'm going to save him later. What Yeruvin didn't realize is that Yosef was being thrown into a pit of snakes and scorpions. And why didn't he realize this? He didn't realize this because he was so consumed with guilt for the mistake that he made on his level. Of course, Torah says anyone who made a, thinks that Reuven made a mistake is making, is, is making a mistake. But on his level, he made some kind of mistake with the story of Bila and his, father's, and his, and, and his mother's bed, etc. So because he was so consumed with guilt, he didn't notice what was going on in the pit. Versus Yehuda, who says, hey, let's sell him. Let's sell him for some money. What, what was on Yehuda's mind on the surface, of course, is deeper meanings of the story, but on the surface, Yehuda's thinking about what gain do we have by throwing him in the pit, and yet the Torah credits, Yaakov credits Yehuda with having the right idea and Reuben the wrong idea, even though Reuben has such pious ideas and Yehuda has such earthy, low ideas, and yet we credit Yehuda because he saved Yosef's life. Similar thing over here. Who are we crediting with um, uh, what, what's, what, what does he get credit for with his impact in the world? He had a great dial, Kiddush Hashem. That's wonderful. That's amazing. But what is the story of Yitzhak's life? The story of Yitzhak's life is his impact on the world. Okay, let's go further. Line number 26. This could also explain why this Torah begins with Yitzhak being 40 years old and getting married and 60 years old and having children. Tzemachsedek says about the words Yitzhak was 40 years old, says Tzemachsedek, 40 years old is the age of understanding. And the Talmud says you can't understand your, your teacher's teachings until 40 years have passed. Adds, he gave birth at the age of 60. Both the letter Mem and letter Samach, which respectively are numerically equivalent to 40 and 60, are both connected to the sphere of Bina, the sphere of understanding. And the power to give birth stems from the highest spiritual uh, light of Hashem. And that's why when Yitzhak is specifically 60, connected to the sphere of Bina, that's when he's able to have children. And since the virtue of the age of 40 is higher than what Yitzhak achieved before, as the Moshe ben told the Jewish people right before they entered Israel, you have, although you've been in the desert for a long time and seen Hashem's miracles, but it took 40 years for you to reach the stage you're in right now. As Moshe said to them, God has not yet given you a heart to know, and eyes to see, and ears to hear until this very day. It took 40 years for you to reach the level of understanding that you are at on, on this moment. It took 40 years. So the main perfection of Yitzhak's life begins when he's 40 years old, when he gets married. And he gets married 
as the Torah says, that marriage is connected to children, and has practically had children at the age of 60. There's a little bit more depth to the numbers 40 and 60. The letters that are equivalent to 40 and 60, as we said, the letters Mem and Samach, have a unique stance in the tablets that have the word of the, the Ten Commandments engraved in them. The Talmud says the letter Mem and the letter Samach were only able to exist in the tablets by virtue of a miracle. Because since the Samach is circular, it's a full circle, and the letter Mem, the Shlas Mem, final Mem is a full square, if it's engraved from one side to the other, how is that middle part staying there? It's a miracle. What that means for us in our lives is this. When you reach the age of 40, and similarly when you reach the age of 60, there's something new that God gives you in a miraculous way that you couldn't accomplish before. The word nes, which means miracle, also means to be elevated. Like the, like the verse says, I will raise my banner upon the mountains. Something that is very elevated. So you, Hashem lifts you up at 40 and at 60. That means, that means there's a new kind of service of Hashem that's far beyond where you were before. So just like the, the, the letters Mem and Sama could only exist in the tablets through a miracle, so too when you reach 40 and 60, as Yitzchak did at the age of 40 and 60, something miraculous happened to him. He reached a higher level. He was lifted up. He got married at 40 and he had children at 60. And as we said, that when did Yitzchak start impacting the world, he started impacting the world at that age. He, he, he went far beyond what he did before. Um, what, what was, how do you go far beyond next page? He started elevating the opposite of holiness. Till then he was serving Hashem in a holy realm. And now he's having children and has Yisav, and now it's about impacting and transforming the darkness to light. When Mashiach comes, the Torah says, although we have three patriarchs, we're going to say, Yitzchak, you're our father. Why Yitzchak is our father? We learned one reason this, this week, earlier this week, we learned that... that um, that even today we're supposed to learn from Yitzchak to um, go beyond time. Yitzchak was a citizen of the future, alive in this world, and he was connected to the future, and so too a Jew is supposed to look at the petty desires that he has and think how he's going to feel after he fulfills them and how he'll, be, he'll regret them and how it's insignificant. And similarly, we have to live like Yitzchak and think about Mashiach and live with Mashiach. As Rebbe says, the, high, the highest time to think about Mashiach. But also, another reason why we'll say that Yitzchak is our father, because Yitzchak means laughter. Yitzchak means happiness. And the greatest happiness Hashem has is by the transformation of darkness to light. So when will we see the impact of all that we've accomplished in the exile, when will we see the, tra- the full transformation of darkness to light, when Mashiach will come. That's when the main miracle will happen. The miracle of the true and complete redemption will happen in the merit of Yitzchak. Because Yitzchak is about, again, the joy and laughter and happiness that's produced by transforming darkness to light. Um... In note 56, um, the Tzemach Tzedek mentions that 
the offspring of Yitzchak, discussed in the sixth Torah portion, is connected with Rachel's request to have another child after she gave birth to Yosef. And uh, when Rachel asked that she have another child, she used the words, I want Ben Acher, I want a, a, a son. And the Medrash says, word Acher doesn't just mean another child, it also means a child who was a stranger. That means the power of Yosef is, some, is that he has the ability to make someone who feels like they're a stranger to Hashem and to help them realize they're not really a stranger, they're really God's child. So, so, so the idea of Yosef having, the, the idea that, that Semach Tzedek is saying is that just like later on in the Torah, when Rachel gives birth to, to Yosef, she's asking that there should be a transformation of darkness to light, that her son should be someone to, that helps someone who feels that they're in the dark, they're lonely, not part of it, and help them feel that they really are part of it. That's what the, um, the Torah is also telling us about Yitzhak's offspring. He's, he's also a similar theme about transforming darkness to light. Semach Tzedek also connects this Torah portion with the promise of the coming of Mashiach. The, the word Yosef, is used in the Hashem's promise for the coming of Mashiach, Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yod, that God will once again stretch out His hand. And, uh, and, and, and the reason why the Torah uses the words once again, what, what's the emphasis on once again? Of course, Hashem did it once, He took us out of Egypt, and again He'll do this, Mashiach will come, but why, why are we using the word once again? Well, why is that necessary? Why is that important? And the answer is, is that the word once again, the, the, the word addition, is, is also highlighting the additional light that we'll experience in the coming of Mashiach by virtue of the transformation of darkness to light. And that's why Mashiach is born from Moab. Mashiach is born from Rus. He's born from, from the legit, legitimate marriage of Lot and his daughters. That those were um, those were Mashiach's grandmothers, so from from Moab, from one of them. So so uh, why? Because Mashiach is about the transformation of darkest light, which creates the greatest light. So um, so, so the the Tzemach is connecting the life of Yitzchak and the life of Yosef, and how Yitzchak's theme in life, his main accomplishment in life, also is again transforming darkest light. Oisches Amor Leil Bepirush Beotis Yitzchak. We learned till now about Yaakov and Esav, how Yaakov elevates Esav, and not just Esav, but he elevates the whole world because the two children of Yitzchak, Yaakov and Esav, represent all of the world. Yaakov represents the Jewish people, and Esav, Esav represents the 70 nations of the world that are all connected to Esav. Um, as as we learned uh, earlier on, that the word ve'ela means we're connecting the children of Yishmael, the children of Yitzchak. So we're not just talking about Esav; we're talking about all seventy nations, including the children of Yishmael. So, so this this um, um, classification of Yaakov and Esav re- represents the entire world. This is something that's especially relevant to our generation. Elevating and purifying the whole world is something which is relevant to our generation. Why? Next column. Since our generation is the last generation of the exile and the first generation of redemption, there's an emphasis that we need to pay attention to in our, the role that we have in this generation, and that is to influence Gentiles. In all matters of goodness, Righteousness 
and justice. I don't know if you saw this. Yesterday, someone posted a uh, Twitter, um, uh, what's it called, X? X. X, X post of, of this Chabad rabbi in some Arab classroom teaching them the song, Thank You Hashem, in Arabic. You saw that? <laughs> it was really cool. Anyway, so, uh, so, so that's, there's a role that we have to influence the nations of the world by fulfilling the seven laws of Noah. So, Mashiach will come, the entire world will serve Hashem, and so too, um, since the whole world will serve Hashem, so to prepare for this, we have to influence the Gentiles and to keep their seven laws. We did that at that uh, meeting in Washington because we behaved in an appropriate way. Right. It's very powerful. It's very because Hashem would happen in Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we we don't protest with masks on our faces, right? Right. And this this idea is highlighted also in the service of Hashem, of the leader of our generation, the the Yitzchak in our generation. The Rebbe says, "My father-in-law, whose second name was Yitzchak, that what was unique about his service of Hashem was that he spread Torah and Judaism and Hasidus to the entire world. He." The, the world, according to Kabbalah, is divided in, in the two hemispheres. And this hemisphere is considered the lower hemisphere because the Torah was given in the other hemisphere. And the previous Rebbe, through his students, through his emissaries, he influenced not just the Jewish world, but also the nations of the world. I remember my grandfather, Rabbi Fogum once took a member of our synagogue in Worcester to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe dedicated a whole talk to how we have to influence the Gentiles to keep the seven laws of Noach, and the guy tells my grandfather after the talk, he says, till now I knew he was the rabbi of the Jews, now I see he's a rabbi of the Goyim too. <laughs> so that's exactly what the Rebbe is saying here, said that um, the previous Rebbe influences um, not just the Jewish world, but in the Gentile world, as we see that he translated the Torah in the dimensions of the, in the, dimensions of the Torah to 70 languages of the nations in order that Jews were not able to learn Torah, should learn the Torah, not able to understand Hebrew, should learn Torah, and also perhaps, Rebbe says, it's also for the Gentiles, that they should also learn the concepts of Torah that they're allowed to learn, like faith in Hashem and divine providence and similar things. And there's a special emphasis now, this year, the Rebbe said this talk, this is the 40th year since the previous Rebbe's passing. And the Torah says at the age of 40, at 40 years after your teacher's passing, you're able to fully understand your teacher's teachings. So there has to be a new addition, new strength, in all things connected to Yitzchak, uh, incomparably higher than what was before, before until, um, it, it, to the point that whatever happens at the year of, of the 40th year is supposed to be so far beyond whatever was accomplished till then that it shouldn't even be considered in the same ballpark. That's what, that's what, that's what is supposed to happen at 40 years after the passing of, of the previous Rebbe. Um, and they were connected this with the Kines HaShluchim. Um, that year, the International Conference of Chabad Rabbis, the Rebbe's emissaries, happened to Parshas Toldos. And uh, this, this idea is connected to the, to the Shluchim because the Shluchim, these emissaries, are from, they're gathered from all the entire world. Every person in the place that they are sent, every country that they're sent, and they represent all different countries, including the Gentiles. And the truth is, Rebbe says that everyone is a shliach of Hashem. Everyone's an emissary of Hashem. Uh, both the Jewish people are emissaries of Hashem. 
Because every Jew is called an emissary of God to make the world a home for Hashem by fulfilling His commandments. And also Gentiles, they fulfill their seven commandments. They're also fulfilling God's, God's mission to make the world a home for Hashem. And the truth is that even other creatures, like veg- animals, vegetations, vegetation, and, and the inanimate, also has a mission to make for the glory of Hashem. But the mission of other people and the mission of other creatures is not, it could be at least a little more hidden. But the, but the emissaries, uh, those who are, who, are, who are appointed to actually be shluchim, um, their role is to reveal in every Jew, reveal both in Jews and in Gentiles and all creatures, that they're also emissaries of Hashem. Those who are appointed to be shluchim, their role is to reveal in everyone that they're also shluchim. And to inspire them and to impact them, they should fulfill their mission practically. And the theme of the kines hashluchim of this, of this gathering is, is that the shluchim, the entire world, representing the entire world, representing all the different, the multitude of creations in the world, they gather together, and they come become one for one purpose, so that there should be, in addition, an incomparable addition to fulfilling the mission of Hashem in the entire world, make the world a home for Hashem. This is connected to Parshas Toldos, um, as we said, the Parshas told us is about Yaakov and Esav, that Yaakov elevates Esav. Yaakov, the Jewish people, elevate the world, elevate Esav. That's the theme of the service of Hashem, of the Shluchim. And through this, we see the fulfillment of the Pasuk, of El Tolos Yitzchak, that we'll see the true joy and pleasure that will be revealed with the coming of Mashiach. Okay, Chazaka Baruch. Yeah, everyone has a mission. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that everyone saying that what's the role of the shluchim to help everyone realize that they're shluchim. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you think that shluchim was like an exclusive club. It says, you know what your club is? Your club is in order... To, your club is only about that everyone should know that they're, that they're part of it. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, I'm not a Hadashim person, but um, when the revelation of Shia comes, it means returning the world to a pristine state. Right. You know, there's no going to be no... Uh, Right.